This is The Braither Point. In Deep State USA, the FBI doesn't solve crime. It manages crime. The CIA doesn't collect intelligence. It collects people. The courts don't meet justice. They deny it. The news doesn't report the news. They contort it. The deep state doesn't serve. It enslaves. But slavery is a choice. A slave submits. The cage is certain. Chains, safe. Freedom is dangerous. The opposite of slavery is freedom. The opposite of a slave is a warrior. The enslaver demands submission. Say as you are told. Do as you are told. Or else. The slave submits. A warrior refuses to submit. A warrior is dangerous, free, uncontrollable, unstoppable, relentless. I will never be a slave. I am a warrior. What are you? I'm also a retired SOCOM soldier, former DIA intelligence collector, and ex-DEA special agent, targeted by the deep state turned whistleblower, now your intelligence officer, repurposed as chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Attention, deep state Dems, Rhinos, BLM, Antifa, and associated traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as organized as the British. You're not as disciplined as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. You're not as brutal as ISIS. We beat them all. You're next. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is The Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Uh, very important show today. Uh, first off, I want to hope you had a solemn and sacred Memorial Day. It's not really supposed to be a happy Memorial Day. It should be solemn and sacred. Uh, and you should reflect on the sacrifices given by all of our warriors and their families down through the ages to preserve our now fallen republic. Uh, we went to the cemetery, <clears throat> saw my father-in-law who served in World War II, and my father also served in World War II. Uh, and uh, that was an important occasion for my children to realize uh, what the cost of freedom is. On the Normandy beaches, it's coming up uh, June 6th here very shortly. Uh, there was an artist who, uh, and I will get these photos up, uh, used silhouettes to show all the fallen, the 9,000 fallen on the Normandy uh, beaches. So uh, I hope that was a solemn and sacred day and you prayed for our country and prayed for the fallen. Uh, that is really important. So what you'll see right here uh, is an image uh, of a story from Red State Nation. Strange coincidence, a U.S. Army recon plane landed in Uvalde just before the shooting and left just before the shooter was killed. And so why haven't we heard about any of that? Well, we're not going to hear about that because that's part of the covert operation that they are running. So if you didn't see my special on Friday, I did a special uh, cast. It's up uh, on Yankee Tango uh, saying that this is definitely a false flag operation. <clears throat> I cut my teeth uh, back on the Contras uh, <clears throat> and uh, cocaine and cash with the CIA clowns uh, back in the 80s. 
and I know a covert operation when I see one. And of course, I became a whistleblower in the Fast and Furious uh, debacle where the DEA was exposed showing a deal with the Simulon cartel to run drugs north in exchange for the Fast and Furious guns going south. <clears throat> and since then, we've had uh, Benghazi, which was more a covert gun running operation, Syria, which was covert gun running operations, Afghanistan, which was leaving all kinds of weaponry uh, for the enemy. And this bears a striking resemblance to January 6th. So you can see here in the photo, there's the back door, there's the shooter, there's cops or people dressed as cops, just like on January 6th, there are people in masks uh, who are in the uniform of Capitol Police, who are probably FBI credentialed agents, who are probably actually clowns using uh, FBI credentials because that's how it works. Want to see a movie about that? <clears throat> Uh, go look up Spartan with Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer was going to do my uh, book chase when it was a script. And here's the details on the U.S. Army MC-112W recon plane that left Fort Hood killing. Killing, of course, was where the mass killing was back in 1991. Uh, and so what was that about? Well, that was either bringing in the handler uh, it looks like there was a handler, a case officer, a groomer, a phoebe, a clown uh, inside out there back with the police. What were the police there for? They were to keep the parents out. Uh, they were to keep any rescuers out. Of course, a mom uh, got in there, a parent got in there and uh, stopped that, or rather got her kid out. And then um, the uh, border patrolman who was off duty um, foiled their plan. Uh, from killing even more. So this is very important to understand. And I've published a whole lot of stories uh, on my Patreon and Locals. And I'm doing a series. So you can join uh, jeffreyprather.locals.com for free. Um, you can also do the uh, basic membership. You can also go to patreon.com if you want to see uh, my videos. They're at the Point Patriot level. That says a $25 a month level. You can change that. There's transcripts of the um, slave, sheep, uh, siloed, or Schindler uh, show just up. Uh, that's a very important transcript level. Uh, and then at the $5 level, you're getting the comparative content uh, at the locals.com. But I'm trying to prepare you for what's uh, coming. So there were there are stories now that Texas cops saved their own kids while tackling and pepper spraying parents. Talked about this um, on Friday, but worth mentioning again. Uh, and that uh, law enforcement allowed the Texas shooter to commit mass murder by blocking parents from saving their children. That's their purpose. Understand what they are doing and why they are doing it. Understand that. Get your head in there. So. There was a story, um, and one of the subtexts of the show is uh, Pedo Joe is booed and flees Ovalde. So he attends mass, which is a joke in Ovalde, then goes out, uh, and the crowd uh, is uh, yelling at him. And it's probably the double, uh, because likely uh, Pedo Joe is uh, in Walter Reed, uh, drugged up. But they're shouting for him to do something. So he gets in and leaves and says, we'll do. So that's a reactive posture, a passive posture. And this is what I was trying to get across on my cast on Friday, uh, where I say, get your kids out of these pedoed public schools with these tranny teachers. All they're going to do uh, is kill the unborn, uh, kill the born, rape the born, abuse the born, addict the born. Uh, that's what they do. Uh, 
Uh, and they, the, the police were keeping everybody back from Pedo Joe. There's no purpose to this uh, anymore. And somebody was saying, well, we can hire veterans. Well, I'm a veteran and I've done a lot of school shootings uh, training. Not done a lot of school shootings, done a lot of training of schools and churches. I have those seminars, not really doing it much anymore. I read a note from a former principal of a school uh, on Friday on the air thanking me for preparing that school. But somebody was saying, hire vets. Well, some vets are very experienced uh, in that, and some aren't. Some have barely ever had any tactical training. Uh, or say, we'll hire our own security guards. No, you've got to do parenting. Parents are the ones that care about their children. So you've got to rotate. First of all, just get them out of those public schools. They are infested and infected with evil. And what you do is, if you got to work, then rotate moms and dads to be teachers on different days. This is what Team America is about. Uh, if you are going to, if you've got to keep them in public schools, then rotate dads, dads on duty, where they are there. Because it was a dad. It wasn't a border a BORTAC guy or border patrol agent on duty. It was a dad who went in uh, because the wife worked at the school. So the system is totally corrupted. So when you're saying to uh, Pedo Joe, do something, what do you expect him to do? So think about the old story of the scorpion and the frog. Scorpion comes to the riverbed and says, hey, frog, will you swim me across the river? Frog says, I can't do that. You're a scorpion. You'll sting me and kill me. Scorpion says, well, then we'd both drown. Frog says, got a point. Hop on. Get out to midstream. Frog swimming the scorpion across the river. Scorpion stings the frog as the, scorpion, as the frog's dying. He says, what'd you do that for? Now we're both going to drown. Scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. So Antifa are the fascists. BLM are the racists. The FBI are the criminals. The teachers are the trainees. The public schools are pedoed. They're scorpions. Stop expecting them to be anything else. That's what they do. That's what they are. When you say, Uvalde parents praying for you and your children and your fallen and your families, you say to, to, to Pedo Joe, do something. What do you think he's going to do? They did this so that you would say that. And so what do we see? We see in, uh, in Canada, Trudeau, you know, son of Castro, done the show on that, is saying, hey, we're going to outlaw uh, guns uh, because of Texas. Well, what's that got to do with Canada? Well, nothing except it's the global cabal, and they are all in on it. And so they are now going to outlaw guns. So right now they haven't yet. So Canadians, go arm up. Go buy your weapons now. It's important because they are going to kill everybody everybody that they can. The sheep are going to be slaughtered. There's nothing you can do for them. Uh, there's, that is over. You have got to get out of your silos and uh, the slaves are just going to go along with it. Uh, and Spartacus failed. Yeshua did not. Um, but Schindler was able to work through the system behind uh, the scenes so Sussman is found uh, not guilty. Big surprise there in the deep state. Uh, stop expecting anything to happen in the deep state, in the deep state headquarters. Nothing is going to happen. The FBI is lying like they always are. And again, I graduated from the FBI Academy in 1990 and friends with the real hero, Agent uh, Ed Morales. But um, things are happening and we are winning. And it's important to understand that and talk about that. So the biggest inflection point 
And, and so I, I talk in very technical terms about fifth generation warfare, fourth generation warfare, inflection points for information influence operations. And so an inflection point was when planes flew into buildings on 9-11. Everybody saw that and that galvanized America to come together. Firemen would drive by, everybody would applaud. Uh, photographs with not actors in New York, but with policemen. Uh, that was an inflection point. That brought everybody together. Uh, at Pearl Harbor, when Roosevelt says, day of infamy, that was an inflection point. The deep state has learned they don't want any inflection points. That's why they say, oh, well, we're still not sure uh, where the bioweapon number one came from. When It's clear that it came from uh, CCP. It's very clear that it was engineered. There's no doubt about that, but they don't want any inflection points. That's why they are doing what they are doing with the January Sixers, keeping them locked up, moving them around, spreading them out. Well, that isn't working anymore. There's a January 6th uh, coming out, and I posted this, and you should definitely get ready for this. is um, J6 Truth, um, and this is the Truth About January 6th documentary. It's going to premiere exclusively on the Gateway Pundit, which, you know, I'm a big fan of the Gateway Pundit, and it's um, it's narrated by a prisoner, Jacob Lang, in from solitary confinement. So he's still locked up. They're still moving him around, and they can't shut him up. This is why we will win, because of heroes uh, like this. He produced this, Edward Jacob Lang. Uh, he's probably the most persecuted of the January 6th defendants. He's been moved around more than any other J6 uh, prisoner. Um, first uh, from D.C. Gitmo, then to USP Lewisburg Penitentiary, then to Alexandria Detention Center, where he's being held. Um, and of course, when they move him around, he can't see his lawyers. They can deny him food. They can deny him medicines uh, because this is what they are doing now, because they are evil. They are scorpions. Stop expecting them to be anything else but that. Uh, but he has not seen the documentary, but he narrated and because he lived through it, because I don't have to see it. I've lived through it. I saw it with my own eyes. It's my story. I don't need to see the video. But the important thing here is that life and freedom has found a way. And these heroes have found a way. And this is a huge inflection point. And I want this to go big and support this in every way possible. And I will try and do that uh, because this is an information influence operation of the truth that is happening. Uh, and uh, they have footage they're going to show of Lang saving the life of Philip Anderson. And Anderson is one of the uh, January Sixers who signed the affidavit swearing that Lang saved his life. They, they also show footage of Sha uh, Shane Jenkins uh, uh, seemingly help assist, uh, assisting Lang and pulling Anderson away from the pile uh, as well. Uh, and trying to uh, save Roseanne Boland, who the uh, corrupt capital uh, secret police cops beat to death. And so this is very, very significant because they don't know what to do with these January Sixers. Uh, they can't stop them. They can't kill all of them. This is like what they tried to do with Yeshua. Just another crucifixion. We'll wrap this up. It will be over. Uh, but <clears throat> it is not over. Nothing is ended. It is beginning and we are starting to win. And my special guest today is going to talk about uh, more wins and the importance uh, of that. But this is really important to, to see. And so this is the truth about January 6th, this documentary narrated by a political prisoner uh, locked up. That is uh, awesome. And also another uh, win was that uh, there was just a... Uh, Shooter, I'm trying to find my paperwork here. I've been working. Oh, here it is. 
is there was a crazed man with an AR-15. Funny that 3% of shootings are with AR-15s. All of a sudden, this guy has a AR-15 in Charleston, West Virginia. But uh, another civilian, not a U.S. Marshal. By the way, what were the U.S. Marshals doing in Little Ovalde? There aren't that many of them. Just like what was the plane doing in Ovalde? Uh, the Army plane. It was part of a covert operation. Um, uh, so as you can see, I guess I've shown you everything I want to uh, see there, show you there. Uh, but this woman uh, with a, uh, a licensed uh, pistol took down a crazed man spraying bullets with a rifle. So he's a big black guy uh, uh, with a rifle. She was a, a concealed carry permit holder and she stopped him and saved lives. This is the way forward. Forget the cops. They are castrated, cuckled, and corrupted. Forget the FBI. They are in on it. Uh, they are the cover team for the deep state. Uh, we've got to do this ourselves, just like the parent uh, at the school, uh, the Border Patrol off-duty. The mom was working at the school. She called the dad. The dad came in and saved the kids. The other cops got their parents out, their, their kids out. Um, so this is the way forward. This is how it is going to happen. Uh, and another story out that the uh, Buffalo mass shooter had been coached by a former FBI agent. So this is grooming. Uh, this is how abusers are abused and then groomed. But this is also how case officers uh, or tacti tactical agent handlers, if you're using the DIA, case officers, the CIA terminology, DIA is tactical agent handler terminology. Uh, he was grooming this guy. He was coaching this guy. Uh, uh, online, uh, and he's a supposedly retired federal agent. Well, that's, you know, when they retire you so that you're um, knock, which is non-official cover. So there's that's how the CIA does um, uh, cutouts real easily. If you remember the old Tom Cruise movie after the show, Mission Impossible, he was looking for the knock list. Uh, this, is a, this is clearly a knock. The FBI has become uh, a counterterrorism organization with a much larger foreign counterintelligence uh, apparatus that no longer just follows Russians around poorly, watch Bridge of Spies, uh, but now runs a lot of covert operations uh, for the deep state, uh, calling white supremacists uh, Nazis uh, while they are supporting and importing real uh, Nazis from Ukraine. Um, so the evidence is overwhelming that these are scorpions. But if you keep expecting a scorpion to be something other than a scorpion, you are simply going to be poisoned. In fact, they are stinging you with all kinds of poisons. They want you to be more and more drugged up because they have dumbed you and your children down. I was on a show the other day, uh, guest appearance uh, in Seattle with a radio guy, nice guy, but he, I think he had trouble keeping up with what I was trying to say because he has been dumbed down by his schooling. He kept wanting to talk about Sasquatch and uh, Kennedy shooting. And I was trying to talk about Ukrainian Nazis uh, and mRNA, graphene oxide and hydroxide operating systems. But that's okay. He is making an effort. And in the dojo, you know, my dojo has been around for um, 32 years, opened in 1990 here in Tucson. And, you know, uh, I have lost almost all of my 20 to 30 something students. I have a lot of good little kids who are coming along who will grow into good 
folks. I have older 30s to 40s to 50 something students. Uh, but the 20 to 30 generation is a lost generation of sleep. They are just going to be sheep. They are just going to be led to the slaughter. It's, um, I don't see that they can be helped. Uh, prove me wrong, but they're not showing up. And I've been doing this a long time. Um, so you've got to, you've got to team up and link up and train up, uh, with your neighbors, your orientation to God, and then forward behind right and left. Uh, just like I tell my martial arts students, uh, look to your right. That's who you look up to. Look to your left. That's who you take care of. Behind you is who's looking up to you. In front of you is who you're emulating. The original orientation is up to God. That's human terrain orientation. <clears throat> uh, but there is also a report that the Ovalde School had just done active shooter training weeks before, or a month or two before. Well, what was that? Well, that was the plan for the shooting. That's where they planned it out. That's what um, all of these, Klaus Schwab, all of this stuff is. They do this. This is behind every event. And if you can't, if the people you are talking with can't get that, if they're still getting bioweapon jab number four and booster number eight, then you have got to shake that dust off your feet. They aren't going to make it. Things are going to get hard. Easy is over. You've got to hunt it, grow it, find it, or make it. Easy is over completely. So there was a report that a female on, on gamer reported the Ovalde killer to the FBI hours before the shooting. What did they do? Well, nothing. Why? Because they are in on it. They are scorpions. I don't know how much more clearly I can say this. The Ovalde school was also part of an AI program that rooted out potential mass killers and monitored social media for threats and potential shooters. And I'm sure that's true. But what was the purpose of the AI program? Once they found them, what did they do with them? They identified them and groomed them. They are scorpions. Stop expecting scorpions to be anything but scorpions. You've got to wake up. Uh, and then Abbott's like, well, this is what I was told to say before I came out. And then you see the DPS, Texas DPS head and Texas Rangers uh, struggling um, because they are all doing what they are told. Uh, forget them. They are corrupted. They are infiltrated, interdicted, uh, and they are useless. They are never going to change. So stop screaming out to Pedo Joe, hey, do something. He'll do something and it will be worse. Uvalde has a lot of um, similar aspects with uh, January 6th. Uh, there are all kinds of cops standing around. Uh, making sure that the shooter can get in, but the parents can't get in. Uh, and then they got to find a key after they let uh, the shooter come in, after the plane flew in. I mean, it, this isn't that hard, but if you are locked up in cognitive dissonance and you think everyone's going to do something for you, then you're stuck and you are not going to make it. So a uh, couple other things real quick before I bring my guest on is uh, – there's a court-ordered release of a Pfizer document that reveals that 82 to 97% of vaccinated pregnant women lost their babies. Um, and uh, this was a FDA FOIA request in January 2022. Um, uh, and this document entitled Reissue 5.3.6 Post-Marketing Experience PDF disclosed that by February 8, 2021, 270 women had received the mRNA injection during pregnancy, but 238 cases were apparently not followed. 
no outcome uh, provided. Uh, and that's because uh, they um, miscarried. The mere fact that 88% of these pregnant women injected were not followed through their pregnancy is deeply concerning. So this is because all of the biotech data is corrupted. The entire space is corrupted. It is not going to hold. People are not going to stay with this, no matter what they say. And another uh, large egg factory, this one in Howard Lake, Minnesota, uh, was uh, set ablaze Saturday night uh, because they are creating siege warfare with us. Uh, and so you have to stop relying on them. Our supply system, our logistics system is very fragile. They are collapsing it purposefully. Uh, what we say in the military is amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. So the second half of this year is going to get hard, real hard. Next year is going to be real hard. But we are winning. I know it's hard for you to understand that, but we are where the woman shoots the guy with the, with the AR, that's a win. Where the Border Patrol parent goes in uh, and saves kids, that's a win. Uh, and I have another win here uh, that I'm honored to have, and this is introducing uh, Lieutenant Colonel Davis Yance of Yance Law Firm, who has had a successful win representing his Navy uh, Lieutenant Officer who went before a board uh, because he wouldn't get the jab uh, and the board um, acquiesced. And this is, I think, the only win, isn't it, uh, in this jab-obsessed, corrupt military? Yeah, it's the only one that that I am aware of. Um, that And what was critical about it is we presented the truth regarding the FDA approval status of these vaccines and their availability for military members. Um, and it was shocking to the board members um, but uh, it was a wonderful outcome, an awesome outcome for us. So uh, welcome. So, uh, thank you for being patient and waiting. I tried to get you on last week. I was busy and then I made you wait. So thank you so much for being patient. Uh, and of course, for your service in the Air Force and uh, JAG Corps. Um, so everybody, I'm gonna, before we get into this, I'm going to leave Yankee Tango because we can't talk about this on Yankee Tango. That's why you should be joining jeffreyprather.locals.com or jeffreyprather uh, or, or um, patreon.com plus jeffreyprather uh, because we're being censored on Yankee Tango. So stand by here. I'm going to come off Yankee Tango. You can continue to watch the show live at jeffreyprather.com, uh, Rumble, CloudHub, or Rockfin. All right. So stand by. Okay, so this is uh, Jeff Prather on the Prather Point uh, with my guest, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Davis Yance with um, uh, Yance or Davis. <laughs> What's the name of the firm again? Yancelaw.com. Yancelaw.com, and you were and you were sponsored by my friends TruthForHealth.org, Todd Callender, and Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, who just retired the other day. So welcome. Thank you very much. So please tell us about this win, because even though it's one win, it is the beginning of a change. And so I see that as very, very significant. Do you? 
I, I do. Yeah. So we I had the opportunity to represent uh, Lieutenant Bill Mosley, a Navy officer, 22 years of service, enlisted time, then transitioned to the officer corps. Uh, really an awesome man of faith. And one of those individuals, you know, based on your service, when he walks into the room, um, especially with his b- dress blues on in the Navy and his uh, ribbon rack there, uh, a true hero, multiple deployments, uh, deployed with SEAL teams, um, did amazing things um, in the Navy. And when it came to this fight, he was ready to submit a religious accommodation request. He, he met with the chaplain. He's a sincere man of faith, but he just kept looking at, at the facts, trying to understand the law and was convinced this was not a lawful order and that his obligation as a military officer was to stand up to that. So what we had the opportunity to do in an, an administrative proceeding in the Navy is present his case, present the facts, present the law to a board of senior Navy officers. Um, and they were able to ask questions. And, and there's a lot of, I'll, I'll wait and let you ask me some questions, but there's so many fascinating things about it. But the, the bottom line is when presented with federal law, federal statutes, what happened was they looked at this and they said, Lieutenant Mosley, by refusing this vaccine mandate, you did not commit misconduct and we are going to retain you in the United States Navy so you can continue to serve. Just a wonderful opportunity, praising God for it. Lieutenant Mosley is a hero. The fact that he was willing to risk um, his retirement, his service, his good name to do this was so important, uh, but it was a great victory. That That is awesome. I remember early on there was an Army colonel uh, you know, I, I'm, oh, I retired as 04 because I never had time to do all the schools. Uh, you're in 05, but this Army colonel resigned. And I'm like, don't resign. Fight this. And I'm so glad that he fought this and you fought this. Uh, are, are you seeing across the board uh, this kind of mentality, this herd mentality among officers who are supposed to lead or just or just resign and quit and surrender or how do you, how have you seen that? Cause I'm sure you've seen that a lot more than, than I. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even give you um, just a picture of how many military officers contact me on a daily basis, really that have um, since last August, um, since I became more publicly involved in this fight, once the mandate came down. Um, but it is, it is a challenge, right? It's just like anything else. There's a small percentage of people that are willing to even just try to understand the law and not just take things for granted. We're seeing people stand. Um, one of the things that's happening is that more and more people are seeing all of the adverse impacts of this vaccine on young, healthy people, on military members. That concern is deepening when we talk about these adverse impacts of this. One of the things we did at Mosley's board is we had a Navy captain, a medical professional in the Navy, come on, testify, talk about the um terrible time that he's had because of the adverse impact the vaccine had on him and then talk about why, even though he received it, he now believes it was an unlawful order. Um, It was just so powerful, just such a fascinating thing. So one of the things that we see happening in addition to just uh, people holding strong and just the idea that courage is contagious um, and that once people see others stand strong, fight this the right way, fight this with honor as we're supposed to do as military officers and win, um, we're also seeing um, just the the landscape change when it comes to the adverse impacts of this vaccine. More and more people I talk to uh, know someone close to them or they themselves have had an adverse impact from it. So now they're in a situation where the military is going to start mandating booster shots. 
um, and they're not going to take the booster shots. So we're going to see another round of this potentially as we move forward. Yeah, so the, I mean, it's real obvious from the beginning. I think I had Todd on a long time ago saying, hey, the camaraderie is not available. It's not the same thing. You're not even disobeying an order. Uh, but that just seemed to uh, go past so many. I guess they they did not delve into that. But that's that's still the case, right? That camaraderie is still not the FDA approval is not is still not available. That's right. It seems impossible, right? It seems like one of those things where you look at it and say, like, am I crazy? Have I have I lost my mind? But the bottom line is neither uh, Moderna's spike backs or uh, you know Pfizer, BioNTech, Cominarty however they play the shell game, the bottom line is it is not available. There is no FDA approved vaccine available to military members. The military cannot order any member of the United States military to take a vaccine that does not have FDA approval. And they have not made the vaccines available. They're not producing them yet in the United States. They're not making them available to military members. So just under Title 10, Title 21 of the United States Code, this is not a lawful order. Yeah, Title 21, I, that's what I used when I was a DA special agent, 21841A1, possession with intent, but, but that's the drug stuff. But uh, And the other thing is, of course, religious accommodations should be honored. And then on top of that, there's also the allergic um, uh, aspect of it too. And the uh, graphene hydroxide and oxide is poison. So everybody is, is allergic to it, as I understand it. So there's three major uh, legal obstacles for them to overcome. Am I, do I have that right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are multiple fronts that this needs to be fought on. And I mean, there are so many stories I could share, but one of the things I think that really wakes a lot of people up to this is the fact that every other vaccine, every other vaccine in the military, if you have there's two issues with it that this vaccine has been treated differently. One is the natural immunity. The military has chosen to ignore natural immunity. It's in the DOD instruction requiring uh, military medical providers to take natural immunity into consideration. They're ignoring that for this vaccine. The other piece is the allergic reactions, the medical contraindications to take this vaccine. The military has been systematically denying many, many of these medical uh, accommodation requests, these medical exemption requests, and even people who've had, who have conditions, uh, serious health conditions that no one has any idea how this vaccine is going to impact them. Uh, the military is not taking that into consideration. I've talked to more than one military member, personally talked to them, consulted with them who had a significant adverse reaction to the first shot and could not get a medical exemption for the second shot. So, so that's a huge piece of this. It, it shows the hypocrisy um, that, that we see in this vaccine. And that doesn't even get into um, the religious accommodation piece of this, which we can talk about more. And, and so what made your case different? Because you, there's only a handful of courageous um, moral officers. I mean, most of them are just going along with it, but why do you, was it, uh, legal or was it faith or or what do you uh, um, could connote your win to? I, I will say all glory to God. I, I will tell you, we, we bathed it in prayer. Um, Lieutenant Mosley is a man of faith. Um, we were praying before the board, um, just in, intensely pr- playing that, that eyes would be open 
Um, so I, I believe that's a huge part of it. I, I think the other piece is, and you could just see it in the board, um, asking these military members, smart senior officers, a, a Navy captain in a command position, two senior O5s, very experienced military members, and simply showing them Title 10, Title 21, highlighting the sections of the law, sharing that with them. And, and another critical piece of this was in addition to showing them that, we showed them, look, this is the definition of a lawful order. An order is not lawful in the military if it is not reasonably necessary to accomplish the mission. So in addition to, to showing no vaccine that's been FDA approved was available, in addition to our client having gone to Balboa, the Navy Medical Center, three times looking for the vaccine, we had declarations from military officers who called uh, Moderna and Pfizer asking, where do I get the FDA approved vaccine? We have declarations from them showing there is none available. But we are also to argue this is not necessary. For Lieutenant Mosley, individually, this order is not lawful because it is not reasonably connected to the military mission, to good order discipline, health and safety. So I think a combination of those things, and I think having someone who is a man of faith like Lieutenant Mosley, highly decorated, well-spoken, did this the right way from the beginning with honor um, and integrity, all of those things came together well. And you too are a man of faith, and obviously. Uh, don't discount that. You know, I had on um, Nathan uh, Podolowski, the son of uh, Arthur Podolowski, the, the uh, pastor who told the Nazis in Canada to get out of his church. And then he went to pray with the truckers and that and the trucker um, effort was successful when Trudeau seized the bank accounts. And I really attribute that uh, to his faith and connecting them uh, to God through Christ. Uh, I think that's really important. I, I always say the most committed wins. And I can tell you that, you know, back in the day when the DEA, DOJ, Holder all came against me, uh, and then a couple of years back when local uh, government came against me, and all of it was lies, uh, but it was the entire system. Um, but I really do attribute uh, my success uh, to uh, God and my faith and hope in God as well. So I don't, that's really, uh, really important. So did the, the, uh, the senior officers, the captains know that the camaraderie was not available? Had they known that or could you tell? Or They had no idea. They were baffled. I mean, they literally sat there and, and at first, I mean, they looked at me like I was crazy. And then they started reading the information we had. And then they're turning to the Navy Jags that are sitting in the room, the prosecutors fulfilling that role. And they're like, you're telling us the FDA approved vaccine is not available. And they all they could say was, well, our position is that they're legally interchangeable. Our position is that they're legally interchangeable. Did they say, did they say that to the prosecutor? They oh, did. that must have been wild. They literally <laughs> did. And, and, oh and, 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 and so, you know, I mean, it was wild. And then in, in the way the Navy a Navy board works, there's a in, supposed to be an independent, impartial JAG that was the legal advisor. And I was very concerned about what this legal advisor might say and, and how she might try to try to twist things. So the board called the legal advisor. And they're like, we're just trying to understand why this order has been given if there's no FDA approved vaccine available. And she goes, well, all I can say is that the position of the Navy is that they're legally interchangeable. Um, and I can't say anything more than that. Wow. I was just so I mean, I was just amazed. And, you know, I will say I have a, a great deal of respect for at least 
aspects of the way the Navy prosecutors handled that because they weren't going to look at these board members and say, no, absolutely, there's FDA approved vaccine available. I mean, they couldn't. The, the facts weren't there. Um, but but they really they didn't they didn't run from that. They just said, well, our, our position is that it's legally interchangeable and that this is a lawful order. That's our position. So I think this is really, really crucial that we're at a really important point here so that I, you know, I talk a lot about fifth generation warfare, quote of Chinese general that said, we beat the United States government in 2020 in a war, fifth gen war, not a third gen war because nobody can take us. At least they couldn't before they don't want to make the mistake the Japanese and the Nazis uh, made. Um, so they have corrupted, you know, I'm an intelligence officer. They've infiltrated the system. Uh, they have bribed and extorted everybody in, in the uh, chain of command. But the way, the way I see this, I talk about um, you can be a sheep where you don't know what's going on. You can be a slave where you know what's going on, uh, but you submit anyway. Uh, you can be siloed in your little, well, I don't care. I'm just doing my thing. Or you can be a schindler. That is, you uh, are working inside this bad guy system while you are saving the Jews, working for the Nazis while saving the Jews, uh, while uh, making bad armaments that won't go off. Uh, that is how I see this. And I think by your faithfulness and courageousness and Mosley's faithfulness, courageousness presented that to uh, real officers, the board and uh, the independent JAG officer. I think that is uh, contagious courage. Would you agree with that? I, I hope so. I mean, it's just, you know, it seems so simple. And again, you know this, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir when I say this to you, but there are times when you're in these fights where you're, you're saying things over and over again, and you're looking at, at truth, right? Um, and you're, you're praying through it. And you're like, this is the law. This is what it says. These are the simple boots on the ground facts of this situation. Um, and because of mainstream media, because of censorship, because of you know, you, you can't put these messages out on, on Yankee Tango without being uh, very, very creative. Uh, you, you feel like you're crazy, right? You start to wonder, have I lost my mind? Am I just, am I wrong on this? But it was so powerful um, to see those officers just sitting there shaking their head going, we haven't been told any of this. I mean, one of the officers stood up at the end and it's like, I'm in a command position. I have three people under my command that are going through this and you can bet I'm going to leave here and I'm going to ask some questions. I've never wow. even heard of this Comirnaty stuff before. That, okay, so that's force multiplication. That's that's an information influence. That's that's another. That's extra wind that he's going to go out and that he declared that in front of his peerage as well. That's that's really important. That's what I was hoping to get to today um, to show how this is the beginning uh, of a nonviolent. But resistance movement, a fourth generation insurgency against our own government, and it's beginning with the military because you know, civilians who are watching don't know that the military is the backbone of America. I talk about American exceptionalism all the time, uh, America's exceptional love of life and freedom, because they fight to send their sons and daughters out to fight, kill, and die for it. And this is the backbone of that. Uh, and you are reinstating because it has been so lost. So I think that's really, really important. Um, 
and you know, so you're a JAG guy, and you're an Air Force guy, so you must know about Billy Mitchell. I do. <laughs> You've probably seen the movie with Gary Cooper, right? The court martial Billy Mitchell, right? That's right. Uh, and so if the audience doesn't know, originally, you know, there was no Air Force, there was Army Air Corps, and part of it is Billy Mitchell's trial, where he went to trial and um, was humiliated and demoted and, and convicted. Uh, and you know, one of the things in the movie, they're like, well, it's, it's this preposterous report where you're saying that you know, Pearl Harbor is going to be attacked by the Japanese. They're just, you know, just so far ahead of his time. Um, and of course, later on, the Air Force says, oh, we were wrong, we were reinstated. You know, but in his time, he, he does the right thing. He's so far ahead of his time um, that nobody can even conceive of what he is saying. Um, but he has proven right. But here's the important part. So if you guys watching, you know, I'm always recommending movies. It's on your list. Hartmart, Bill Mitchell, Gary Cooper, fabulous movie and true story. Uh, but the point here is that it was long after his death when uh, they said, you were right, we were wrong. You're still here. Uh, and and your, your client is still here. You already won. We are winning at a much faster rate than previously. I think that's really important. Anything comments on that, or am I just all over the place? No, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, and in fact, when I went through uh, Air Command and Staff College um, for the Air Force, I wrote my thesis, my my master's thesis on uh, orders in the oath, and I I studied the Billy Mitchell case. I studied other cases of military officers who um, challenged orders. Um, and just the impact of the the oath of office. So it's funny you mentioned Billy Mitchell, the court martial Billy Mitchell. Great movie. There's a great book as well. Uh, but I actually referenced that in the board uh, to these Navy officers, which I think was a, a funny thing for an Air Force officer to do, right? Because because Billy Mitchell was primarily as a member of the Army Air Corps challenging the Navy. Um, but I think they appreciated it, right? They were senior enough that they were students of history enough to to understand. The, the reference and and the, the the little bit of lighthearted sense of humor I had with that, um, but but I think that that was impactful as well. You know, it's hard to know exactly what impacted them, but absolutely just a critical point. But you know, I look at it as even deeper issue for for military officers. You know, military officers, we swear an oath to support and defend the Constitution. We don't swear an oath to to a nation or a particular political leader or, or a concept. We swear an oath to the Constitution, to, to a system. And, and you and I know that system is founded on, on, biblical, on a biblical basis. The Constitution is founded on the Bible, is founded on a creator. Without that, the Constitution loses its meaning. But based on that foundation, that oath is so important. And we're taught as military officers, you, you are to question orders. Now, that time loop is very rapid sometimes in combat situations. Obviously, there's not a lot of time to do that. But we're taught to ask questions, to seek clarification, and where appropriate, to challenge orders. And the reality is it works like self-defense. You have to violate an order in order to challenge it, a board or a court-martial. Um, but that's that's what happened here, and I, I do pray it has a lasting impact. Well, so in, uh, at least in the movie, Joey uh, Mitchell finally goes public because his friend, who's a naval officer, gets killed. That's, that's accurate, right? That's, that's the way that happened, right? That, 
that's my understanding as well. He he did finally go public uh, to great risk, knowing he would likely end up um, at a court martial. He would end up being charged. He took it public, and it was a very public um, trial, and it was covered well. But that gave him an opportunity to present the truths that he was seeing um, and to warn the American public. And and again, yeah, there are absolutely, I think, correlations to to this fight um, and to why Bill Mosley wanted a board. And there will be others. I, I have other clients who are in a similar position that are entitled to a board, both officers and non-commissioned officers that are ready and waiting to challenge this. I even have a client um, that is demanded trial by court-martial. Uh, the Air Force has not uh, responded to that yet, but they served him with Article 15, non-judicial punishment under the manual for court-martial. He has an absolute right to turn that down and request trial by court-martial. He did that. Um, and the Air Force has not responded yet. So that's going to be a, another scenario where we have an opportunity to challenge this in an even more formal setting than a board. So they don't want a court-martial? Absolutely not. They're, they're, I truly believe they are afraid of the outcome that we saw on this board. Oh, yeah. I don't think they Can the press be in a court-martial? What's that? Can the press be in a court-martial? They can. A court martial is a public proceeding, unlike a board. That's right. Wow. They ran. They they did it. But yeah, at, at a court martial, it's a public proceeding. Absock, right? <laughs> yeah, so people, again, so people don't know. People think it's seals, and seals are fine. You know, and I was SF, and I work with four because that's the seventh group in America. But the elite in the SOCOM community is, is absent because the Air Force doesn't know. Their 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 uh, cycles uh, are the most elite and most difficult uh, of all to go through. So uh, that guy saying, the gal saying, "Hey, I want a course martial." That's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's like, uh, let's go. That's, that's really neat. Man. So who are you? So you're, you will take on more clients, but you're looking for a profile that fits the precedent. Is that correct? I, I am. I am able to take on a few more clients. I have a lot already that I'm committed to. I, I certainly wish I could do more. Unfortunately, there's there's very few attorneys with the right experience that are willing to take on these cases and, and handle them the right way. Uh, but I am looking for more um, officers or senior enlisted personnel that are willing to go all the way uh, to a board that, that have a clean record um, and that are doing this for faith-based reasons. That's a huge factor for me. That's That was a part of, of Lieutenant Mosley's case, because I mean, frankly, part of what we did in that board and part of what I want to do in these cases is share the gospel as well, because ultimately, um, to me personally, um, that's going to be a part of, of every case I'm in, um, because that's the ultimate source of truth. You know, without biblical truth, we have nothing. Um, and I just I firmly believe God was in that room with us. God opened hearts and minds in order to accomplish that. That's what we need. You know that they're saying when you do a tour of the Capitol now uh, or the Supreme Court, they've got the Ten Commandments up there. Like, well, that's the first Ten Amendments to the Constitution. That's not the Ten Commandments. So that's what they're trying to say. But it's clearly the basis for not just Jewish law, but world law, world civilization law. Uh, it begins in that basis. So, so you're. So is it? Um, is it Yance? What's your website where people can look you up? Yeah, uh, yancelaw.com. Yancelaw.com. You can look me up there. Um, certainly, folks can be checking out truthforhealth.org. Truth for Health is a great organization. 
um, they've been involved with this. But if you want to reach out to me directly, um, go to yonslaw.com, email me there, um, and uh, we can chat. And that's davis at yonslaw.com. That's right. Uh, and, and your number, can you say that number? Email is always the best way to get a hold of me these days. So you, right. you can find my number on the website, but but email is is great. You can get uh, Colonel Chambers, who just retired. You can join that fight now as well. And I think that's fascinating. I think that's really artful. I would have loved to have been sitting in the courtroom. Uh, you know, when I was a special agent, I sat at the front table with a lot of assistant United States attorneys. But I would have loved to hear that Billy Mitchell reference because uh, that must have, you know, touched those officers. Uh, <laughs> it was very, it was very applicable, and you know, and even a little bit funny. Uh, right. But I'd love to have seen when they turned around to the to, and said, "Is this true? Is this not available?" So. Um, where I'd love to go go to the officers club. We don't come back to that and listen to them and have a drink and see what they're saying about all that. Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Um, so uh, the, the force, force readiness to defend the Constitution, defend the country, uh, is being reduced purposefully. But what I say is it's being reduced through an unrestricted warfare doctrine. Interestingly enough, um, there was two Chinese Air Force colonels who wrote the unrestricted warfare doctrine paper 20 years ago when they saw the United States win the first Gulf War so fast that they said nobody can break the American uh, warriors on head on. So we will do it, we will flank them, we will do it through unrestricted warfare. And to me, this is the beginning uh, of the lawfare aspect of that. That um, counteroffensive uh, or insurgency against that. This is the beginning of the basis of that. I mean, that's crucial, I think. Just as long, just as much with um, the second day of Congress, they had a chaplain. Uh, Washington asked immediately for funds uh, for a chaplain. Washington was on his knees all the time, losing most battles on the war. So he understood the need for that. So how do you see um, the fight continuing uh, to um, reinvigorate the force from what is happening now? How do you see through your faith, through your mission uh, as a JAG officer uh, doing this? Are you doing this as a civilian practice or are you doing this as a... Air Force Reserve Officer or active duty. Put that more into context, please. Yeah, no. So I, so these these cases, these clients that I'm representing, I'm I'm representing in my individual capacity as a private attorney. So I am an Air Force Reservist when I'm on orders. I, I teach at the Air Force JAG School. Um, my last job on active duty, I was Chief of the Military Justice Division at the Air Force JAG School. But the bottom line is, yeah, I. Um, represent them in a, in a private capacity. And I can do that as a reservist. And I, I have an opportunity to speak freely when I'm speaking on behalf of my clients and advocating them uh, for them as an attorney. So it's a great opportunity that I've been given. Um, and so I, I see a lot of different fights that are coming. There's some that have been developing. Um, and I think this, this vaccine mandate and the way it's been handled and the way it's come down is um, woken up a lot of people. And I, and I think we're going to continue to see that. So, you know, in the past where I've represented officers who were in leadership positions and offered people a free Bible and, and were 
you know, uh, discipline for that or chaplains who who refused uh, to perform same sex marriages. I, I've, I've been involved in those cases in the past. I see some of those things continuing um, in the future. Um, I think we'll see more of that. But but what I see now because of this mandate, the way it's been rolled out and what's happened with it, just if you're actually going to look at the law, the transparency of it, um, there's a lot more officers, I think, that are asking good questions. Um, and I pray long term that this does not continue to have an impact on military readiness. But it really, really has. You know, in the, what's so difficult for so many of us that are serving is, you know, the, the army is reducing their in strength because they can't recruit. They can't get enough people in. The other services are going through a recruiting crisis. We, we can't keep enough pilots in, but we're going to be separating 30, 50,000 plus military members over this vaccine mandate. Um, when the rest of the world has sort of moved on, the rest of the country has been able to move on. Uh, natural immunity is, is part of this. Um, it's just fascinating that that's the situation you're in. So absolutely, my clients maintain grave concerns about military readiness. So, so uh, you are, so for your reserve duty, you go teach at the, at the Air Force JAG school. Is that, That's is right. that right? That's so right. are, are uh, you know, I don't want you to answer anything you don't want to, but um, can you discuss this case uh, when you're teaching or is that not allowed? Well, I, I would love to. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be given that opportunity. Obviously, you see my, my hair is out of rags and, and my beard is growing long. Um, I haven't done duty um, since last August. So I, I have not been able to uh, go on orders and, and perform duty. So I, I can't really speak to that. I, I certainly would expect um, if I was there in the classroom setting that I would be asked questions um, and it would put to test you know, the policies of the JAG School of Academic Freedom. Uh, being able to speak freely, non-attribution there. Uh, so it would be interesting because I'm certain I would be asked questions about it. Uh, so how much how much do you got for till you get your 20 in? Theoretically, I would I would hit uh, retirement eligibility this coming December. So I'm at over 19 years. But you've got to be able to perform your reserve. That's so right. you're so not only are you gonna have to fight yourself getting the jab, that's a coming fight, you're also gonna have to fight for your retirement. That's right. While you're fighting for all these other folks. That's right. Wow. That's impressive. Um, I also am really impressed where the uh, the Air Force guy or gal w- said, no, let's court martial. And, and they was calling, hey, where is it? Where, where's the camaraderie? I hope they got those phone calls recorded or those emails recorded of saying, hey, where's the where's the FDA approved? That was that's very proactive. That's taking the fight to them as opposed to reactive. I I love that. Is there a way for you to um, organize inter-service or for reserve JAG officers seminars or something to talk about this stuff um, and promote uh, what you're doing to others to share, you know, your your legal experience in this? Absolutely. There, there is a lot happening behind the scenes um, to do that. Um, certainly a, a point or a resource for folks is um, to reach out to me. If, if you are a, a JAG, um, active duty or reserves, feel free to email me um, and, and we can have a discussion about this and, and share information. But it's absolutely happening behind the scenes. There are others out there. It's not a high percentage, but there are others out there that are going to be in this fight to the end as well. Yeah, I mean, we so we've tied in with some of the folks we're working with, um, and 
I think that that's going to grow uh, even more. And I think that what you're doing is so uh, crucial uh, and important to share. So I hope you continue to do that. And um, any way I can help support uh, what you're doing, please uh, let me know. It's really uh, heartening after Memorial Day and after going to the cemetery and everything to see um, see you doing such a good job and see uh, Mosley and, and others standing up and, um, and hope you'll get more doing that. Yeah. Again, all glory to God. You know, Lieutenant Mosley is a real hero in this. He made my job easy in that room. So we'll, we'll continue this fight. There's going to be more boards coming, um, but we just have to stand strong. So it's yonslaw.com, uh, right? Uh, uniform, November tango, Sierra.com. Uh, and you're looking for uh, similar uh, officers with at least six years uh, on to increase precedent. And you're certainly willing to talk behind the scenes uh, with other uh, godly and morally upstanding uh, JAG officers, or I guess civilians attorney that are there, there's civilians attorneys that are allowed to practice military law, I guess. Right. Is that, Absolutely. That? Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much. Any, any closing, um, you know, what I'm always said, telling everybody, I tell everybody these ruthless truth on, on the show, but I'm like, but we will win this. Um, and it doesn't always look like we're winning, but I see what you're doing as a win, as a really important uh, breakthrough. Um, you know, you and I have both seen those big fragos they keep putting out and nothing changes on the fraggle. It just says, yeah, we're going to continue to lie and we're going to continue to make everybody do this. Uh, those 14 page fragos. Um, so uh, I see this as really important and really uh, pray for you and um, honored to have you uh, on the, uh, on the cast because uh, you're really, and you and Mosley and your other clients are really uh, what is best about America and our military. Oh, thank you so much, brother. Uh, an honor to speak with you and, and just uh, continue, continue your prayers. Uh, it's so important and getting the word out and just um, waking up um, with the gospel calling for revival, but just getting the truth out there and, and hoping um, that, that people wake up and listen and, and make changes and stand with us. All right. Well, uh, God bless. And I always say uh, Isaiah 6, 8, heard the voice in the wilderness calling, who shall I send? And I said, send me. Thanks so much. Amen. God bless. God bless. Okay. Well, that was an awesome uh, cast by an awesome officer doing uh, God's work to restore our Republic, uh, starting with the military. And so I hope you uh, appreciate uh, that. Um, But shake the dust off of these uh, scorpions because they are never going to help. Um, Before I wrap up, I'll take a quick look here at the Yankee Tango YouTube because I couldn't get on Rumble for uh, questions. Um, But uh, don't see anything, so I will wrap here. So when enough babies are aborted, when enough children abused, when enough girls raped, when enough women murdered, when enough cops castrated, when enough troops trannied, the final option is kinetic. Violence solves everything. Fighting isn't winning. Gunfights don't start with buzzers. Aiming beats auto fire. Protect with pistols. Rescue with rifles. Shoot to save. Move to live. Stay low. Go fast. Shoot first. Die last. One shot. One kill. No luck. All skill. 
Fear not, God bless, keep the faith and hold fast. We are winning. This is what winning looks like. Remember, freedom is never given. It is earned. It is won. It is fought for. It is taken. So take it.